Hello, cadaver pups. I hope you're gearing up for Halloween in two weeks. It's David here along with Devin. Hello. And we are here to talk about the new movie, Halloween Kills. I'm uh, very excited to talk about this one with you, David. I, I am angry. I'm angry. Uh, <laughs> Devin is wearing a Michael Myers Halloween mask that she got at the Alamo Draft House. Is that right? Oh yeah, I got the prime first screening at Alamo Drafthouse, and we all got masks, and it was fucking dope. And so now I will never take this off, and you're gonna have to hear me do the whole recording with it on. I see. Well, um, I would have loved a mask as well, but Devin did not get enough for the entire podcast. She only got one for herself because she didn't want to see. Y'all didn't come with me to the screening. I was working. I I was working by myself. I was in Stamford, Connecticut. In the woods. Oh, poor David, making money. <laughs> Man, that sucks. I was, uh, I was drinking beer and watching Michael kill people. Well, I didn't get to do that until yesterday Killing. because I was working during the week. It's kind of weird to do a podcast with a Michael Myers mask, mainly because Michael doesn't talk. That's true, and also no one can see the mask, instead they're just hearing you echo. All this will be available on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me. It's Devin. <laughs> oh, oh wow, Michael Myers. He died. They, they, they killed him. They stopped Michael Myers. What? Th- thank you, Buster Rhymes, for uh, stopping Michael Myers. <laughs> That's what Halloween Kills is all about. It's about killing Michael Myers. <laughs> yes, uh, with Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is back, by the way. He has returned for this installment. He is once again the lead character in a Halloween movie because that is what the fan base asks for. What other movie was he in? Resurrection. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I should say now that uh, I've only seen the first Halloween and the Rob Zombie Halloweens and the 2018 Halloween. So I feel like before we review Halloween Kills, just real fast, what do you think of Halloween 2018? Because I know it's a really divisive movie and I don't think I actually know your opinions on it. Well, yeah, and I'm, it's hard to have them too because I'm not really like a Halloween fan. I mean, like I like <laughs> Halloween, but like I don't, it's not like a diehard thing for me. So I was like... It's okay. And yet you're the one with the Michael Myers mask. It's, again, you could have gone, but you had to work. I, yeah, I mean, like, it was fine. I had fun watching it. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and I love Judy Greer, and I mean, yeah, it was kind of female fan service but it was also cool to see, so. Cool. It was fine. Yeah. I'm also that person, though, that likes the Rob Zombie films. Yeah, but you're wrong. But they're good. No, you're wrong. I, I, but they're I, so I, much fun. I will respect many of your incorrect opinions. This is an opinion I will not respect. This is, this is a bad <laughs> opinion to have. <laughs> uh, I like Halloween 2018 quite a bit. I don't think it's one of the best of the franchise. I feel like it's more of a remake of Halloween H2O, which I prefer. Yeah. But 2018, I really like when it deals with uh, Laurie Strode's trauma and her PTSD and how that has rippled down through her family. I think they do a really good job presenting that, and it's an extremely interesting part of the movie. I think it is less successful when it is playing cheap fan service to the original movie, and just recreating shots, which is like, yeah, I get it. That was shot was in the original movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to say a lot of that stuff today. Yes. So, Halloween Kills. <laughs> So, Halloween Kills killed me. <laughs> it killed you? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's I, better it, than look, a Rob Zombie movie. Oh, God. It, it, 
I had a lot of fun in the theater. And yes, half of it was because it was the first time going back to the theater with people that actually cared about what they were seeing. I mean, I just saw the Scream resurrection and half the theater was texting and taking photos. And I was like, which makes no sense. The fuck? Why you go to see a a 25 year old movie in theaters if you're not going to be excited about the movie? And paid 20 bucks for it. Yeah. Excuse me. Who would be there except for diehard Scream fans? It makes no sense. Yeah. And our group was the only one with anyone dressed up. No one else was wearing a ghost face mask, which I was very surprised about. But regardless, we're here for Halloween. This theater experience was completely different. Everyone was so stoked. Everyone was wearing Halloween gear. Everyone was ready to go. I had Michael Myers sitting next to me. There was a Michael Myers (laughs) walking around the theater. It was great. Everyone was super excited. And so like that changed the experience. So I was going to say it was fun to watch. Not a great movie. (laughs) Awesome. My theater sucked. People were talking the entire fucking time. Like it was four o'clock on a (sighs) Saturday, whatever. But people were talking through the entire movie. It wasn't even like just one group. It was multiple groups. That would not show It's like, up. guys, if you want to talk, this is available at home. Like, you can go watch this right That's now a good on your point. couch. That's a really good point. You can watch this at home on your couch for, I think, less money. So why are you coming to the theater just to annoy other people? I mean, I get that it's like, maybe not the best movie, and maybe you were hoping for something a little bit better, and you would have shut up if it was better, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still better than the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it kind of has a lot of the same issues that 2018 does, but it doesn't have the strengths. It's it's like the problems without the good parts. You mean it doesn't have a story? Yes, it doesn't have a story. There's too many characters. Yeah, I agree. I, we're just going right into this right now. The, the whole thing for me, uh, not a spoiler, but the movie takes place over one night. And it's it's essentially the same night in continuation from the end of the last film. Yeah. Which was an interesting choice. And I guess, like, how else do you make that interesting other than having a million characters and thus having a million people to kill? Yes. I mean, the kill count is large, and I like that. Um, I, I think I counted 26. I might have gotten that off. Oh, wow. But I believe it's the highest kill count of any Halloween movie. Because it, literally this is, guys, I mean, this is literally just Michael Myers butchering people. That's that's all this movie is. Yeah, did you like the kill scenes? Yeah, I thought some of the kill scenes were great. A lot of them I didn't care about, though. Like, like so many things yeah. about a slasher movie that works is that you want to care about these characters. But like you said, there are so many characters that it's hard to even care when one of them dies. Yeah, and a lot of it is like, there are good ideas for characters, but they're not fleshed out. Like, there's a gay couple, and I feel like I really enjoy what they're going for with these characters but we don't see enough of them to really be invested and that's kind of just as true across the board of every character i'm like i see what you're going for there is a personality here but i don't i don't know enough about this person to to be concerned for their safety yeah exactly and so thus it was just like okay we get it like i'm gonna clap every time he kills somebody and it'll be because it'll be an awesome kill but I'm gonna get tired of it after an hour, and you gotta give me some emotion somewhere. And despite the high kill count, uh, I I don't want to give anything away, but I'll say that very few of the main characters die, um, and you can interpret that to mean whatever you want. But it reads to me like in in very often they would just introduce a new character who we wouldn't care about instead of killing off one of the ones that we do care about. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis is barely in it too. 
Okay, but she fucking rocks in everything yeah. that she does in this film. In like her five minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, which I guess I didn't really have a problem with as much as a lot of other people may have. Mainly because I thought she fucking killed it in 2018 and I got everything out of her character then. I don't know what else they would add in the same night. I'm so, I'm still just like pissed that it was the same night. You guys. You were? It's not a fucking sequel. Like, it's interesting that you chose that, but, like, they're making millions of dollars off of this movie that is literally just a marketing ploy. Well, it's a marketing ploy for Halloween ends. Yeah, it's just a filler film. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, my biggest thing about it, and I literally wrote this in my notes as I was watching the film, why are you letting your marketing department write a movie? (laughs) Um, There's literally a chant throughout the entire film that they say over and over again to the point where I'm like, I get it. You made a hashtag. Congratulations. I didn't mind that, fuck? actually. I, I have seen other people complain about that. I actually didn't have a problem with that. I mean, this might be a light spoiler, but there there's a heavy theme throughout the movie of mob mentality and mob violence. And I feel like it's hard to talk about the movie without getting into that because it's like the only thing that happens in the movie. yeah which and i thought it was actually kind of overdone like i'm yeah i get what you're trying to say and i get like the politicalness behind it but at the same time i think it's a little heavy-handed and i think you could say more stuff about it other than just like repeating your beats over and over again i feel like i've seen that same plot done better elsewhere right i like the idea of it i like what they're going for and i i think that that can be done really well and it's a cool thing to add to a michael myers movie that we haven't seen in other michael myers movies Mm. or even many slashers in general i mean even a nightmare on elm street we never actually really see the mob scene and i guess it does go with um what were you saying earlier about the 2018 it's just like it's about the aftermath of these murders and like yeah. just the ripple effect which i do i do appreciate and I, I agree with you about jamie lee curtis's character um laurie strode in 2018 it was cool to see that repercussion of a final girl which we do see in scream but um i digress so it is cool to see the reactionary of the mob in the community i mean this whole entire movie is about how a community reacts to a basically a slaying um a spree killing a <laughs> a series of spree killings i guess they, they <laughs> decanonify everything after the first movie michael myers killed one person in the 60s three people in the 70s and then like 30 40 people <laughs> in this one night in 2018 <laughs> okay then that makes it really weird yeah i didn't even it's think about that like what <laughs> That changes everything about Michael Myers. So changes it in what way? I, I, I agree with you, but changes it in what way? Be specific. It they it really kind of make you want to sympathize with Michael Myers, and they do this in 2018 too, I feel, is they give him such a sob story, and they really are like, look at the terrible life that Michael lived. and I, Or they do it in Rob Zombie's films too, but like, look at how awful his upbringing was. But the backstory they give Michael is still just like, they kind of make you want to sympathize with him, but he's slaughtering so many people, and it 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 does change. I mean, they give him a motivation, but they don't give him a motivation in this movie. But is it, it's a motivation, but it's like... It's not, at the same time. It's not. I have a question, because I haven't seen any yeah. of these Halloweens. Um, Paul Rudd's character, is that Tommy Doyle? Yes. Okay. Yes, Paul Rudd played Tommy Doyle in part six, and... Uh, this is a better movie than Part 6, but I almost prefer Paul Rudd's take on him. Interesting. Even though Part 6 is an atrocity. 
Uh, the Halloween franchise has some really low lows. This does not hit the lowest lows of Halloween franchise at all. It's still completely watchable. It's still fine. Which one was your favorite Halloween? Which one do you think? Is it Season of the Witch? Uh, no, but I don't really consider that a Halloween movie. Right. Um, I mean, the original, by a lot. That makes sense. I guess I could have guessed that one. <laughs> it's not a particularly close call at all. Um, I love the original. I love Halloween 2. I love H2O. Those are those are the best ones. I'll get around to watching them eventually. There's one more thing that bothered me about this film, and I yeah. I feel like I should say something positive about it eventually. Um, it did feel a little fan servicey to me. Very. There were points where they like had Easter eggs, but they weren't Easter eggs because they literally zoomed in on them and made them full screen <laughs> and were like, hey, look at this. And it's like, that's not an Easter egg. That's literally misdirecting the plot so that we can be like, Oh, look, that's it's, from that movie. It's weird because they play fan service to the same movies that they've decanonified. Yeah. So what are you doing? <laughs> it's like you. this movie wasn't good enough for you to consider it canon, but it was good enough for you to uh, reference and pay homage to it. it what? Yeah. Which, again, feels like marketing is writing this fucking movie because they're like, oh, look, people will screen cap this and then I'll share it on Twitter with the hashtag evil will die tonight. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. I, I think this connects to the fan service. What did you think of the flashbacks? Okay, so did they make up characters that didn't exist yes. in the first one? Yes. Well, that can be good sometimes. I'm like, why didn't you just be creative and like come up with a story that is in the same timeline as the original? I don't understand. It's so bizarre. Like, first off, I like that's the same night as Halloween 2018. That's actually the same thing that Halloween 2 does. Halloween 2 is the same night as mm. Halloween 78. Um, oh, interesting. That's cool then. Okay. Yeah, and it works really well in that movie. Uh, better than it does here because it's an escalation of the events of the first movie. Uh, so in a timeline that includes Halloween 2, Michael Myers killed a lot more than three people on that night. Mm. But it doesn't work because of the cinematography. <laughs> Oh, you were bothered by it? Yeah, they for um, those that haven't seen it, they age or they add a an effect over it so that it looks like it was shot the same year. So it, it has it that age film effect. But it doesn't look like that. <laughs> I'm looking. I mean, I just watched the original movie like a few weeks ago because I'm talking about it with what a scream, and you should check that out when it drops. But having just seen that and then looking at this, the, the footage doesn't look the same. It looks like it was shot today, like a year ago or whatever. It looks like it was shot in the late 2010s to early 2020s, and not like mm. it was shot in the late 70s, early 80s by the same team as the first movie. It does not look like a John Carpenter film. It looks like a Danny McBride film. Is that correct? No, it's David Gordon Green. I see David what you're Gordon saying. Green, so it's not, it's not the effect that was the thing that bothered you. It was the movement of the camera and the direction of the scene yeah it just it, it, it looks different and the lighting doesn't look the same the blacks aren't black enough it just it doesn't look the same and it doesn't look like it's the late 70s ah, um that didn't bother me too much i was like all i need to understand is that it was the 70s it really stands out i think when they add in a digital dr loomis yeah that was <laughs> an interesting choice um again yeah, felt very fan servicey. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. I did like the story that they have in the flashbacks, and um, I won't spoil it, but I think that that fit into the theme very well. And although they could have done more with it, 
I think I think it worked. I think it worked. Yeah. Another thing that marketing did for this film um, was create a new Michael Myers mask, which I have with me. Did but they? I really liked the new mask. Yeah. It's so not the same the new mask, mask in 2018? No. So the new mask is essentially half of his face is burnt because he comes out of the fire, which I thought was dope. I really enjoyed it. The one thing that bothered me was that his mask is bleeding uh and it made no sense okay so it's it's a new mask in that it's been modified but it is technically the same mask he was wearing in the previous movie just charred correct yes yeah that ma- i mean yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah and i feel like i should say something positive i actually really did enjoy seeing anthony michael hall in this movie yeah uh his performance was really good I, I thought he was very well cast. I'm actually glad that they didn't get Paul Rudd. I thought Paul Rudd would have been awkward in that role. Were they going after Paul Rudd? They did go after Paul Rudd. Interesting. Uh, he had a scheduling conflict is the official story. I, I I think that the way they personify Tommy Doyle, I mean, it's literally Halloween 6 is not canon, so it's not the same take on Tommy. And I think that Paul Rudd would have been miscast in, in this role. I thought Anthony Michael Hall did a really good job. I, again, just think we didn't get enough of the character. Yeah. I, I still just, I, I didn't feel like I got enough of him. I didn't even feel like I got enough of Judy Greer. I mean, she's really the protagonist uh, of the movie. I know. They don't even follow up on the fact that she has all this fucking training. She never uses all the training that her mother abused her with as a child. I didn't even think about that. And I guess that would be because she did it earlier in the night. But like, what? Yeah, because yes, she is somewhat competent in this movie, but based on her backstory, she should be like hyper competent. She should be like a less cartoonish version of Erin from Your Next, but she's not. Mm. No, you're so right. Yeah, and because you don't just like switch that off. It's Nate at this point. Yeah, she should be. I mean, there's so many moments in the movie where someone is like, okay, this is what we have to do. And then they like lock a door or whatever, and then they stand there. You you seemed like you had a plan. What what is <laughs> <laughs> You were talking as though you had a plan. What is it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, we made the female character movie. Now I forgot how to write female characters. Thank you. Yeah, it's really uh, I I I didn't hate the movie. I I I do think that I'm having a hard time finding good things to say about it, but I I did it it held my attention sort of i think that the idea i think the ideas they were going for were really interesting and i just wish it had been executed better uh, yeah I, i'll agree I, yeah. with that i i think that the ideas were good and it could have been a good movie it could have been good which is almost worse so with that david what is your official bone rating i'm gonna give it one and a half bones like i said i like a lot of the ideas uh the kills are decent even though not too many of them are memorable the acting is good. Some of the jokes land, surprisingly, but there aren't too many of them. Like, <laughs> there's a, a lot of things that they do half right, that they're halfway there, but they just miss it on the landing. And I think that it's, a lot of my feelings are perfectly summed up by a quote in the movie when uh, Michael Myers is standing in the window. He's looking over Haddonfield, where nothing ever happens. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. What's oh yours? Honestly, pretty much yours word for word. Uh, <laughs> my official bone rating is one and a half. It, I had I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Maybe some of that because of the atmosphere. But yeah, the kills were great. 
super slasher. It was a little fan servicey, but I also like enjoyed some of those moments. The acting was great. I loved seeing some people in there and I thought they did well. But yeah, it just like didn't go full throttle for me and it could have been done a lot better. Yeah, I literally have nothing else to add because you pretty much said my review spot on. <laughs> hey, we're in agreement this time. Uh, hey! <laughs> that never happened in the old days. Oh, gosh. Yeah, for those to see our most split review, uh, go <laughs> listen to our old review. Our most split was Antichrist, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So with this, are you still excited for Halloween ends? Hell yeah. Yeah. I I think, look, at the end of the day, like, we can complain about these screamings happening and, like, revamping these old franchises, but I have fun. Like, it's fun to, like, have something excited to look forward to and have something to go to the movie with friends and, like, have a reason to rewatch all of these films over and over again. Like, I don't know. I like, I like the culture behind it. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm Are with you? you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of the issues with this movie, not all of them, but a lot of them are based on the fact that it is an in-between movie to get us from Halloween 2018 to Halloween ends. 1000%. Yeah. Like, that's why nothing happens, because they're all just building up for what will hopefully be a better movie, which is what they actually want to do. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis says that uh, Halloween ends is going to piss people off, and that actually excites Great. me. Yeah, I fucking love that. Like, Perfect. Good. That's what I want. So you're going to have a stance, and I might hate it, but it will be yeah. something. There will be something that happens. You made a choice. Good. Yeah. Make a choice. There'll be something want... that happens. <laughs> Haddonfield, where something controversial will happen. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Probably on the same night still. <laughs> I actually kind God of hope it. it's still the same night. It would be interesting. I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully this uh, helps with a revival of slasher movies because I like watching slasher movies. Yeah, so that's it for now, pups. Check back in on Thursday. We have our next episode on another John Carpenter movie, In the Mouth of Madness, as well as Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then on, I believe on Monday is when a, another podcast, What a Scream, who uh, recently guest starred with us for our Top Creepy Dolls video, is going to be dropping my episode with them where we discuss John Carpenter's Halloween. And then on Tuesday, we'll be dropping our Top 3 Haunted House movies with our guest star, Henry Chasen, the writer of Antlers. That one, it was so much fun, guys. Please go listen to that one. It, it was a it was a great episode. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're really excited. We we've got a lot of stuff coming out for this uh, this Halloween season. So hell yeah, <laughs> Spooky Tober. <laughs> Fuck yes. All right, you want to do the final sign out, Devin? Love lives today, but evil dies tonight. I shot him six times. <laughs> <laughs>